You're listening to Radio Taiwan International. I am Natalie So. Up this hour, we have some music for you on just the classics with Emma Benek. But first, join us for a live recorded version of Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. It is Tuesday, October 12th, and we are coming to you from the studios of Radio Taiwan International in Taipei. And in the studio today, we have Emma Banak. Hi, everyone. Shirley Lin. Hello. And I am Natalie So. We'll be talking about a baby squirrel and a gibbon at the Taipei Zoo that made the news. Also, lots of love from India to Taiwan on National Day. We'll be talking more about that. And Taiwan's Foxconn is going to reveal some new electric vehicles. Very exciting news. All those stories and more coming right up. Okay, so I love the animal stories. I mean, who doesn't love a cute animal story? So there's a cute baby squirrel that made the news. Tell us about this, Shirley. Okay, so this happened in uh, down south in Kaohsiung at um, an, an elementary school. And what happened was that uh, this baby squirrel fell from the trees and it landed actually on a student's shoe, okay? Aww. I guess it didn't get hurt, but um, anyway. Um, so then a teacher volunteered to care for the animal and is documenting it on the school's Facebook page. Well, first of all, they, they initially tried to put it like right by the tree and um, see if, you know, the mother squirrel would come and get its baby, that kind of thing. But it didn't happen. So they figured that it got abandoned by its, you know, its mom, its parents. And so, and it's still a baby squirrel. So it doesn't know how to climb the tree yet Aww. on its own. And maybe that's why it fell because it was trying to do that. So, um, and then the school also realized that the squirrel hasn't been weaned yet. So one particular teacher who was like really good with wild animals and taking care of animals, you know. So she, I think it's, I think it's a she, because she calls herself her, um, the, 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 the squirrel's halfway mom. <laughs> okay. And um, so she decided to name it Ray Bao Bao because the, um, the school itself is called Ray Fang Elementary School. Wait, let me double check on that. I'm pretty sure it's Ray Fang. Ray Bao Bao means yeah, baby. So, yeah, right, right. <laughs> Bao Bao means baby. So yeah, they decided to call it um, Ray Baby or Ray or, or Ray Fang Baby or whatever. And so, um, so the teacher took in the squirrel. Um, because they figured that, you know, a baby squirrel would get scared with all the kids getting excited and screaming and shouting around it. So the, I think the teacher decided to take it, um, take it home and take care of it, but that she would always, you know, make a video and show it on Facebook and along with some information about the squirrel, you know, and, and what she's done to the squirrel mm -hmm. that day and mm -hmm. things like that so that kids get to learn about a squirrel and still be able to update, be updated on uh, on the animal. Now, apparently it's a red-bellied tree squirrel and um, it reaches maturity at 10 months old. And the teacher thinks that Ray Baba is only probably just two months old and, you know, still needs like, you know, nutrition, still needs to milk it. And, and um, actually she included a, uh, a video showing how she used a syringe to feed Aww, the squirrel. Oh, this is so cute. I want to see it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, um, 
So now a lot of people、uh, thanked the school for taking care of this baby animal, and and also providing the students a chance to learn about these wild animals. But there's also people who are concerned that you know about raising Ray Baba in captivity. And but the school is very positive about these comments that people, you know, or concerns that people have, and they're saying that、um, they agree that less human contact is better for the animal, but they really welcome any input、um, from experts or whatever resources about how to better、uh, prepare the squirrel for release. I mean, they intend to release it to the wild, actually back into the trees, <laughs> you know,、yeah. at the school. I think you especially have to be careful when taking care of baby animals because they can be very easily influenced, and if they start to become too, attached I guess, to attached to humans or used to the method of feeding, then they、yeah. might be unable to adapt to life back in the wild. Like I know、yeah. with rabbits, even if you find baby rabbits and like. You touch it or something. Even if you were to find the mother rabbit later, a lot of times the mother rabbits won't even accept the, the baby bunny、yeah. back because、oh. of the human smell that yeah, it yeah, has. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. I know. Well, that's really bad. Well, I have a picture here. Actually, this squirrel.、Um, I think it's really different from the ones that we see, like in、oh, Taipei streets、cute. or or、Show、like、them. parks,、mm-hmm. um, because it's got a long tail. Remember the ones that we find, like in some parks in the city. They've got like a bushy, short mm-hmm. tail, mm-hmm. but this one is really different. So,、uh, anyway, they recognize it as、um, what did I say? Red-bellied tree squirrel. Yeah, I, I think I wouldn't have even thought it was a squirrel to be honest. It looks like it's some、uh, other kind of some some kind of rodent. rodent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but it's、me. really it's really kind of cute. But anyway, it's nice and fat. I think they're taking good care of it, feeding it, and all that. So has、it's、it gone viral?、Skinny. Yes, yes. The, the videos have、oh, gone、yes. viral. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, like we're so fascinated. We haven't even seen the baby animal. <laughs> we haven't seen the videos, but it's fascinating to us. A baby squirrel. I mean, would you click on that? Of course. Right. So actually, I do have a little. I can see our comments here on my、oh. phone. So,、okay. um, Stan Farley says, "Good day from Kansas. What time is it over in Kansas? Is it like six in the morning or something?"、Um, Nazir Aziz hi, says, "Hi, Shirley, Natalie, and Emma. Happy National Day." Thanks. Are you from India, Nazir? I think I he think、is. he's from Pakistan.、Uh, Pakistan. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> so I feel bad because he says we know where he's from, and I forgot. Like, oh, sorry. Which, which Pakistan.、Country? We'll remember next time. But actually,、yeah. we've been getting a lot of、um, love from India. Can we talk about that?、Um, who, who? I got that story. You got that story. Okay. <laughs> well,、um, the thing is that we had our national day on October 10th、uh, on Sunday, and we had had. Uh, a live broadcast where Nes- Leslie and Natalie kind of hosted the whole live broadcast. They had a great, they did a great job, and、um, we found afterwards that there were a lot of people from India who joined us for the live broadcast, and we wondered why.、Mm-hmm. And and then I saw a story today how you guys weren't only enjoying a live broadcast; you guys were enjoying a cake with,、um, I mean, for Thomas National Day. It had on it October tenth, and then Happy National Day, Double Ten Day. It's like let me show a picture back to you, I guess, or well, everybody else. See that cake right there? Oh, that is really nice. Yeah, and so that was just like okay, that was just like really, really nice. So I, I, I can't really tell how big. I'm assuming it's a really big cake. And actually, they even made a video of them eating and enjoying the cake、um, in the story as well. And so that's just really、oh, interesting.、Wow. Now, I think、um, that of course that video also went viral on Twitter. And、um, they say that 
Well, basically what happened was that, and this is kind of a sensitive issue, I guess. On October 7th, the Chinese embassy in New Delhi, they issued a letter to Indian media saying that they should adhere to the One China Principle and when they cover Taiwan's National Day. And they were saying, like, you know, not to refer to Taiwan as a country, don't refer to it as a Republic of China, and to describe and not to describe the leader of Taiwan as president, blah, blah, blah. And so uh, an independent journalist from India kind of uh, posted this. And so, um, well, anyway, it just caused a whole massive backlash in India. And maybe that's why. Because then by Sunday, pro-Taiwan hashtags such as Taiwan is a country, hashtag Taiwan National Day, began trending on Twitter in India. And so they got like 14,000 likes with that tweet. And in fact, our representative in the U.S., Shabi Kim, added a comment which said, what a nice party and warm message of support for Taiwan, exclamation mark. And also our foreign minister, Joseph Wu, also said, um, yeah, he really appreciated, you know, just so much support from um, from our listeners and supporters in India. Um, it wrote, wait, here's the one. He wrote saying, my thanks for the touching National Day messages from fellow democracies around the world, particularly those sent by friends in hashtag India. This support inspires us to keep our democracy out of the clutches of dictatorship and hashtag Taiwan will fight to the end and prevail. You know what happened last year? Now that now I remember last year National year Day, yeah. there was an incident uh, with India in that, um, okay, so there were full-page ads in Indian newspapers announcing that India would broadcast a special report on Taiwan's National Day. Mm. And then they got threatened by the Chinese embassy oh. to Indian media saying there's only one China in the world. Right. And then um, and they ordered them to stick to the government's position. And then, um, but, you know, a lot of the media didn't pay attention to them. So I think they remember now. It's even, you know, because <laughs> they remember, like this year... Uh, in our live broadcast, uh, all the YouTube comments, like 80% were from India. Oh, wow. I'm like, 80%. wow, how come everyone in India remembers? <laughs> Not everyone, but I feel like so many people in India remember our National Day. Wow. It's actually because of this political incident. Oh, yeah, yeah they if remember. anyone from India is listening, when is your National Day? I'd like to know about that. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like to have, to celebrate with know. you. So, yeah. um Wow. Yeah, do, I bet we do have someone from India listening, don't we? Oh, yeah. We usually I, do. I, yeah, um, we well, usually we do, do have a couple new listeners saying that they're tuning in. One is Rudy Hartono from Indonesia. Okay. Hi. And Hi. also Ratan Kumar Paul, who says he's enjoying the show. I'm not sure exactly where he's where listening you're... from. I but recognize let that us name, know. but sorry. Let us know where you're listening from. Yeah, we'd love to know uh, what country you're from, Yeah, and um, it's great to have you as a part of the show. So I think now I remember. Do you remember the incident with India? I don't. Well, it was but last year. Yeah, so, but so we're glad to have you guys join us. Can I read more comments from you sure. know, Indian supporters and enthusiasts? Yes, One says, India stands with Taiwan and its right to defend its sovereignty. We Indians are with you. Happy National Day to all Taiwanese brothers and sisters. And then they used Taiwan, the, do, do you call it the acronym? And spelled out, wait, they spelled out, wait a minute, T-A-I-W-A-N, right? Oh, T for truly, poem? <laughs> yeah. T for truly, A for N, I for independent, W for wonderful, A almighty, and N nation. Oh, wow. So truly an independent, wonderful, <laughs> almighty nation. Thank you That's so pretty creative. Much. Yeah, yeah it really, is creative. That's for sure. Yeah. I don't think they like being told what to do. 
right? Yeah. So the more China tries to tell people what to do, some people just don't like it. We yeah, kind of did something work. similar like that with RTI, trying to come up with we our did. goals for what we want the station to be like, starting with R, T, and I. R so. for R, what? Relevant. What relevant. Um, responsible. Responsible. Respect, yeah, yeah. Radical. Radical. <laughs> radically responsible. Yeah. <laughs> you the one who did that. T for oh, talent. On one of our Tal- pillars tasteful, in the office. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tasteful. Terrific. 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 I for, I for inspiring, inf- interesting, innovative, informative, innovative, insightful. <laughs> Got so, a lot of good uh, synonyms there. Yeah, if you have any, sen- you know, adjectives for RTI, RTI, let us know. We would love to have like a really cool tag, right? RTI mm-hmm. and then something, something, something. Yeah, for sure. Relevance, something. And anyways, um, that's a lot of fun. Thank you, India. Thank for all you, the India. well wishes and best wishes from us here in Taiwan. Okay, so there's news about this gibbon, which looks like a monkey, okay, that made the news, and he's like really, really kind-hearted. Um, it's really interesting, and he ended up like disrupting some of the Taipei Zoo's plans to clean up the area um, in their area, because, so this is what happened. They wanted to do a deep clean of the um, gibbon's habitat, but um, so they, they moved there's a family of four gibbons and they wanted to move them from the outdoor area to the indoor area and to feed and put the food inside the indoor area. But only the, um, uh, the father and one of the siblings went inside. And so the other one, the other two did not go inside and they put the food inside, but then this gibbon would take the food from inside and give it to the, uh, people, <laughs> the other gibbons on the outside. Cause like they don't have food. Oh, let me go oh. give you food. Uh-huh. So, you know, the zoo's plan didn't work because this gibbon is so thoughtful and nice and caring. Classic Taiwan. Like. Classic Taiwan. <laughs> so, <laughs> it is so cute. And they're like, Oh no, what are we going to do now? Because you know, we can't get them to go inside. Like food is usually the best way, but it didn't work because we got this gibbon <laughs> carrying food all the time to, his family. They're they're smart. That's true. Know? I think that's just really cute. So, uh, we have actually a picture of the gibbon um, on all our social media yesterday. So yeah, it's an animal I've never an heard of before. Yeah, it's a really oh. cute. It looks like a monkey with a white like bib or something, or white white <laughs> on his on him. He's like uh, black and then has a little bit of white on him. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I love these stories of animals. I mean. Yeah, we do. Animals are fun. Yeah, so is this at the Taipei Zoo? At the Taipei Zoo. Oh, I haven't been there yet, honestly. Oh, you should check it out. I I really really want to go on the gondola that they have. That's really nice, too. We have a tramway that takes you from the bottom of the hill and then all the way up. And the zoo is right next door. And then when you go up, there's a lot of mountains and a lot of tea Tea shops. Yeah, tea houses. (laughs) And then you get a great view of the city. Oh, yeah. And then there's like glass bottom... Um, trams. Yeah. And oh, so you cool. can look, you know, right below you and see the mm-hmm. grass. The trees. It's, it's a really nice way to spend a day. Go to the zoo, go to the gondola, and, and then. Yeah, now that we've loosened restrictions, tea. I think it's. The time zoo is, a, to is a very pleasant. The zoo. Yeah, the zoo is actually it's good to go around this time of year. It's not so hot. Mm. Yeah. So, Speaking of true. loosened restrictions, it was really nice when I was going, doing a little hiking and going to the beaches in Elon this past weekend and could finally like take off my mask and be outside. Oh, that's right. Mm. And just breathe the that fresh air. Right. Oh, it was so nice. Right. 
We're wow. going to be doing a new travel show, right? Maybe you can yeah, take a trip yeah. to the zoo. Right. And I can do cool. the whole thing, right? The mm-hmm. gondola and everything. Yeah, so talking you about, can, you know, losing restrictions. I think we're having a Taipei Marathon in November. And people are going to be able to run without their masks on. Oh. I think that's great news. Are Not that I'm going to run it. Oh, okay. <laughs> you sound like you're going to run. <laughs> yeah. no, but I know some friend is, you know, okay. so I'm happy for him. Yeah. That's good. So have you guys like been enjoying the, the looser restrictions? Mm-hmm. I feel like they there are more people out these days. Yeah. yeah, and it's nice like kind of walking by restaurants and just seeing, you know, there's not the barriers up. People are just kind of sitting and chatting normally with each other. And it just like, it starts to look a little more like things did before, yeah. you know, the big spike in COVID cases. So. That's right. And we've, nice. yeah. we've seen but, zero cases today. And oh, yeah. Like for the past month, it's been like zero to two cases. Mm. And, and, you know, I mean, of course, it's nice to see the restaurants back in business and then, you know, dining in, you know, and all that. But unfortunately, I was a little disappointed last night going to the sushi place. It's it's one of those conveyor belt kind uh-huh. of sushi place. And every seat was, you know, not you can occupy every seat. And I really felt a little cramped, you know. Oh, getting used everything. to the, like, <laughs> social distancing. I, yeah, I really did. And I was <laughs> like, oh, it's so nice. It's so cramped. I mean, I still love that restaurant. The food is great. <laughs> But um, yeah, that well, was you're the, not only the only thing. one, like, Shirley. Uh. <laughs> a lot of other people like it too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so we have a big company called Foxconn, which is the manufacturer of mostly iPhones and Dell computers and all kinds of Kindles and you know all kinds of. Um, devices that are very popular and they're coming out with electric cars tell us about that or yeah vehicles. yeah i'm really excited about this because i really like electric vehicles a lot i think it's great that they're becoming more and more popular in taiwan and that it seems like the government also has um sort of i guess like rules that if you buy these sort of vehicles part of the price will be subsidized by the government to encourage more people to invest in electric vehicles which i think is really great and so uh, Foxconn it has unveiled, I guess, as of right now, it says that there are two different types of vehicles that it's going to unveil at its uh, tech day next week. And so one of them is going to be a sedan and the other one is going to be an electric bus. So I've seen electric cars before, but to be honest, I don't know if I've seen electric buses. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to see that. And especially in a huge city like Taipei, where there are so many buses, um, that contribute to the air pollution. I just imagine if all of those, like obviously not overnight, but if they gradually start turning into electric buses, Mm -hmm. I think that would make the quality, the air quality much better here. So I think that would be a really positive change. That would be nice. I mean, less pollution and also less noise pollution. You know, oh, with yeah. electric buses. They yeah. should have so. electric scooters all over Taiwan. Wouldn't that yeah. be better? Yeah. yeah. We have lots of scooters all over Taipei. Right. So, yeah. I mean, they're starting lost. to do, I mean, like those, um, like sh- share programs are yes. becoming more and more popular. Those are electric ones, scooters. Yeah. So they're, they're nice. But if only every scooter owner would switch theirs to electric scooters that would be so nice yeah yeah so maybe I, five, 10 years from now maybe the I world will be different so. that would that be way. nice that would so be nice you we're know moving in that direction yeah that's why I, when my son wanted to get a scooter like three years two or three years ago i said i'll i'll buy you one unless it's a go girl an electric scooter 
because I said I care about the environment. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> that's what I told him. But um, honest, actually, I'm a little biased because I'm seeing this model,、uh, the Foxconn electric car. I still think Tesla looks better. Also, <laughs> <laughs>、oh, they do have a picture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.、Um, so. so they just released some footage of the electric car, like the sedan.、Um, but if you are able to attend this tech day next week,、um, participants will be able to、uh, look at the vehicles, and some of them might be even able to board the vehicles during the event. So it'd be pretty cool if you could. Yeah, you should go, ride, Emma. Ride around. Ooh. <laughs> you should go, Emma. Yeah. <laughs> Check it out. So, so、nice. okay, so we also have some news that、um, Harvard is sending students to Taiwan instead of China for、yeah. their summer abroad. So、yeah. their Chinese summer abroad program is going to begin next year in、uh, Taipei. We welcome all of you guys from Harvard and women. And、um, they decided. I think they think basically that Taiwan is more friendly.、Uh-huh. They had some difficulties in.、Um, In cooperating with the university in Beijing,、mm-hmm. and it wasn't meeting their expectations.、Uh-huh. And of course, Taiwan is such a friendly place.、So、yeah, from the animals、yeah. to the people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a great place to learn Chinese, actually. Right. So, how did did you learn Chinese here too? Yeah, I learned in the U.S. and here, and also actually in China. So I learned in all three places. Wow. So tell us the difference in each place. Like, how is it learning Chinese、mm. in each, each place? So in the U.S., I feel like.、Uh, The teachers, in the beginning, especially speak the majority in English when they're teaching Chinese, and、oh. even as you get to higher levels, they're still speaking a lot of English, English? with students. But I think、uh. that can be said of most foreign language in- instruction in the U.S., which I don't think is necessarily taken as seriously as a skill that you will be using in your career in the future.、Um, but that's what me, honestly, like studying in the U.S. is how I came here to Taiwan because my teacher in Taiwan,、uh, sorry, my teacher in the U.S. was from Taiwan, from Taiwan. and、uh-huh. she encouraged me if I really cared a lot about it to come to Taiwan to study. And、uh, I also did a study abroad program in China that was only for six weeks. I thought it was good as well.、Um, What city at, were you? I was in Shanghai, so that、oh. was a very exciting place、yes. to be studying. It was a, a pretty intense program, but it was cool how part of the program, besides being in classes, was also doing an internship、um, at a local Chinese business. So that was pretty cool. But I think my favorite by far was in Taiwan because we did a lot of learning outside of the classroom. There were so many cool electives to choose from. I got to learn traditional characters. Yeah, I mean, you both know the simplified and traditional form of Chinese. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you、so. got an advantage over me. <laughs> <laughs> so、uh, yeah, learning in Taiwan is is what made me want. Like first, I studied for two months here, and I went back to the U.S. I also studied in China, but it was really that Taiwan experience that made me think, okay, when I graduate from college, I need to come back to Taiwan and keep studying. Really?、Uh, What was it about it? Tell us. Um. Well, I just feel like it. I mean, this could be said, I guess, for any Mandarin-speaking environment, but it really felt like. Everywhere I went was a learning opportunity, and I was studying at NCKU in Tainan, and I really fell in love with the atmosphere of Tainan, where the weather was really nice.、Um, I felt like life kind of moved at a more comfortable, slower pace. Yeah,、um, I thought that the instruction at NCKU was really top quality, and like I said, there had so many different elective classes, and I feel like the teachers really tried to, I don't know, just use. Like have projects where we would be practicing our Chinese as much as possible outside of the classroom, and 
the different one of the major differences like i mentioned in the u.s there was a lot of english being used in instruction but at ncku everything was in completely in chinese so yeah, that really great. pushed um, me to be using it as much as i could that's great and look emma is now like a bilingual reporter here right <laughs> journalist yeah. that's quite amazing so it's great that um, you had a good experience with Taiwan. Yeah, for that sure. You're here, part of our team. Mm -hmm. So if you want to learn Chinese, come to Taiwan, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good place to learn Chinese. So uh, thank you for joining us on Here in Taiwan. And uh, we will see you next week for Here in Taiwan. I'm Natalie So. I'm Shirley Lin. And I'm Emma Banak. Bye. 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 From the London Underground to the Taipei Metro, the people of our world are going places. Are you listening? Tune in to the sounds of your world on Radio Taiwan International. listening to Radio Taiwan International and this is our show Just the Classics. I'm Emma Banak and today I'm going to be playing some tunes and talking a little bit about the artist Yao Su Rong. Now what's very interesting about her is she actually had careers as both a singer and an actress. Today we're going to be mostly focusing on her singing career though. She was born on December 5th in 1945 in Taiwan, and she first started becoming famous in the late 1960s when she released a song called Jin Tian Bu Hui Jia, which means Today I Won't Come Home, and this was the title track to the movie of the same name. It was extremely popular among old people and young people, and after this song was released, it helped her get a Hong Kong record deal, and she sold hundreds of thousands of copies of this single. Before she released this big hit, she had another minor hit, which was actually a rewrite of a song that was popular in Japan. And the name of this song was Cruel Hearted Lover. And the release of this song also helped her begin to start selling out shows and get invited to concerts in several different countries. I guess I would characterize most of her songs as being sentimental love ballads, and these songs and the emotions that they brought out in Yao Surong earned her the nickname as the tearful singing queen. And that's because she actually often cried when she was singing on stage, which I think is pretty moving to just see that, I don't know, I guess to connect with the more human side of these artists and see that these things that they're singing about they're real feelings drawn from real memories. Um, I know I personally can't imagine uh, talking about something so incredibly emotional, singing about it in front of such a large crowd, but that's exactly what Yao wanted to share with her fans. If you're looking to improve your Mandarin, I think that listening to Yao's music is really great because she really enunciates, she sings very clearly, uh, so it's a great way to improve your ability to understand lyrics in Mandarin songs. 
Yao is known for being one of the greatest superstars of the late 1960s and early 70s in Taiwan, but she became quite a controversial figure in Taiwan, and I'll get more into that a little later. First, I'm going to share with you the song that brought her into the superstar spotlight, and that song is "Today I Won't Come Home" or "Jin Tian Bu Hui Jia." So you just finished listening to Jin Tian Bu Hui Jia, or Today I Won't Come Home. Now next, I want to talk a little bit about the different types of influences that were a part of the Taiwan music scene around the time that Yao was born in 1945. So from 1895 to 1945, Taiwan was actually occupied by Japan. So Japan had colonized Taiwan, and Japanese influence definitely. Made its mark on the music in Taiwan. During that time, many Taiwanese singers actually left Taiwan to go to Japan to further pursue their music careers. However, 
After Japan was defeated in World War II in 1945, Taiwan became a part of the Republic of China. And then when the Republic of China was defeated by the Communist Party, the Republic of China fled to Taiwan. So before this point, the Taiwanese dialect of Chinese and Japanese were two of the main languages spoken in Taiwan. But after the Republic of China came to Taiwan. Taiwanese culture was suppressed in many ways and Mandarin became promoted as the official language of the country. So due to this change in official language, the music scene in Taiwan also changed because artists had to adapt and decide whether or not they wanted to keep singing in Taiwanese and Japanese or if they wanted to switch to Mandarin. So it did take some time for Taiwanese people to choose to listen to Mandarin language pop. But Yao was one of the main influencers when this sort of music was becoming popular. She still drew some influences from the Japanese style of music that had been popular in Taiwan, but was also taking sounds that were considered more Western, like songs that had a stronger beat to them and we're using certain types of instruments that weren't seen as commonly in the Taiwanese music scene. Yao's music was also significant because her first records were released by Large World Records, which was a local Taiwanese label. But the music that they were releasing in Taiwan was mostly intended for American and Australian soldiers who were serving in military bases in Taiwan. So before Yao was recording for them, they were mostly releasing music that had been recorded by American and British artists. I think partially due to this reason, when Yao was recording with them, her songs also took on this sort of Western sound in some ways, kind of having a more strong rhythm and blues vibe to them. But at the same time, I think that you can also definitely hear the East Asian pop influence. So let's see which music culture you hear more strongly in Yao's music with this next song, which is Shui Chang Liu. Ah, 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 ah,
回头。就像我俩的爱情一发不能收，生生死死。浪滔滔岁月悠悠，啊啊啊啊啊啊！江河水长Okay, so the next song that I'm gonna play also starts off with a pretty cool Western vibe, this nice little guitar riff that I really like. But before I play this next song, which is Toshindoren or Heartbreaker, I want to talk a little bit about the controversy that Yao was stirring up in the late '60s and early '70s. Now, Yao was really on fire from the late 1960s to early 1970s. She recorded over 200 songs, and she made 12 films in Hong Kong. However, she ran into a bit of trouble with her career in Taiwan. In 1969, 80 of her love songs were banned because the government felt that these sorts of songs roused inappropriate, immodest, immoral feelings between young people. So basically, I guess they just. Didn't want young people to be in love, or to encourage young people to have these feelings and these emotions so strong that might cause them to do things of their own free will and not follow what the government wanted for them. I don't know. In my opinion, I find the fact that the government felt threatened by love songs really just shows the lack of stability and respect that they had from the people. So first, Yao had to deal with these bans, and a little later, I'll talk about how she actually lost her right to perform in Taiwan. First, though, I'm going to play you this song, "Toshindaren."
Okay, so just like how I mentioned right before that last song, Yao ended up getting banned from performing in Taiwan. This happened due to an incident in 1969 when she was performing for an audience in Kaohsiung. Basically, the crowd was calling out all these song requests, and in particular, they really wanted to hear Jin Tian Bu Hui Jia. That was the first song that I played for you. In the beginning, Yao was like, no, 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 I can't play these because these songs had already been banned in Taiwan. But eventually, she couldn't keep saying no to these people that so clearly adored her and her music. So after she started performing these songs that the audience loved, but that had been banned in Taiwan, authorities at the performance demanded that she submit her playlists for any concerts and also issue an apology. But Yao refused to do both, so she lost her license to perform in Taiwan. And so due to that restriction, she decided to move to Hong Kong. Yao was no doubt upset by the fact that her own country had locked her out of performing there. And so for that reason, the next song that I have chosen is called Ni Ba Aiqing Wo" or Return Your Love to Me. Despite her popularity that blossomed in the 60s and 70s and honestly continues to this day, she's still very well known, Yao has really tried to stay out of the spotlight. After she was banned from Taiwan, she did work in Hong Kong and Singapore, which is where she lives now. She was invited back to Taiwan to perform at the 1998 Golden Horse Film Festival, which is government-sanctioned and the biggest movie event of Taiwan kind of like the Oscars, but she didn't want to risk having any drama brought back into her life, so she politely declined the offer. 
Still, her records are very popular to this day, and I think she'll forever be known as one of the quintessential Taiwanese music divas from the 60s and 70s. I'm going to close out the show with one more song by Yao, which is Shei Lai Ai Wo, or Who Will Love Me. You've been listening to Just the Classics. I'm Emma Banak. Stay tuned for more amazing programs on Radio Taiwan International. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. 
and in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Type A, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Type A, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.